Hey y'all, I'm Andrea Perkins, an Awana missionary in Texas, but also a 10-year Sparks director. I love Sparkies. Today we'll talk through the most common questions I get from churches about running Sparks and a few answers that hopefully you'll find helpful. Thanks for joining us. In a culture that can sometimes be described as self-absorbed, are you looking for ways to help kids in your ministry see beyond themselves and put their faith into action? The Kids Reaching Kids Mission Project ignites kids' passion and imagination to what God is doing around the world and invites them to share the good news of Jesus with kids in Africa. Your kids will be inspired to participate in God's great commission through prayer, financial support, and serving others in practical ways. This mission project is great for children in your VBS program or your Awana club. And we can help you start today with an exclusive mission kit from Awana. Learn more at awana.org slash Africa Schools Project and via the show notes of today's episode. Sparkies are an amazing age group, fun and funny, energetic and dramatic and full of life. This age range also has some variety in it. Think of the difference between a five-year-old starting kindergarten and an eight-year-old finishing second grade. Worlds apart, right? The biggest difference among Sparks that people ask me about, the proverbial elephant in the room, is the gap in reading skills. In Sparks, you may see kids just learning letters, all the way up through kids writing and publishing their own screenplays. This variety is okay, but it means we get to tailor our activities to all levels. Your icebreaker games and activities in large group have to go beyond a handout or a rotation game with signs on the walls, or even taking turns reading the Bible story in breakout groups. Enriching activities that both emerging readers and confident readers can enjoy are predominantly sound-based, like a call and repeat, or using music, or listening for a keyword, or kinesthetic movement-based, where you may march around the room seven times during your Jericho lesson or act out Egyptian reactions to the plagues. That's a good one because you get to pelt the kids with balled up paper hailstones. Verse memory games in small group can also be adjusted for reading levels in the group. It seems like it might be tough because memorizing verses is literally a word task, but it can be done. (laughs) For example, Some people like to do a verse memory game that's a relay where two teams are racing to complete the verse and each kid is adding a word to the verse that they're all learning together. Now in your second grade class, you may have them racing to the dry erase board and writing the next word in the verse before passing the marker baton to their classmate. However, in first grade, you may have kids that are more comfortable using sight word flashcards rather than writing the words themselves. So you may beforehand take each word of the verse, put it on an index cards, and then have the teams approach a word bank on the table and then place the cards in order from there. In kindergarten, you may have kids who really can't read at all. So you may give them an index card and say the word that they are assigned out loud and let those younger kids race to put themselves in order, holding cards that have been explained to them what word that is that they're holding. This really minimizes the embarrassment that a kid may feel if they're not as strong a reader as their classmates. Another thing that varies between Sparks is their level of comfort in being in competition with each other. Second graders have lost some of that childlike omnipotence where they really believe they can do anything, so they'll try anything. 
those older kids start to really notice their own successes and their own failures. And they start to see that our society, like it or not, often operates with a kind of hierarchy, right? They see that little Timmy plays more at baseball than they do because little Timmy makes plays. Or they see that little Timmy plays more in baseball because Timmy's dad is the coach. This means that among your sparks, some kids may really stress out about competing, especially in a smaller group or on intellectual tasks even more than physical. Your kindergartners who just love to please adults will try whatever game you set up, but your second graders may either really like or really hate being in competition with each other. So in verse memory games, you might consider, rather than pitting two teams against each other, having the whole class work together and racing the clock to reach a goal. Racing yourself together as a team is definitely a great way to help kids belong with some healthy competition. If you do have kids that you split into teams to compete against each other in your small group classes and they seem to like it, awesome. You can help prevent claims of injustice by rotating your teams often and by setting those teams according to something that kids don't really control. You can do boys versus girls. You can do birthdays from the first half of the year versus birthdays from the second half of the year or first names A through L versus first names M through Z. All of those are things that kids don't control, so it's a great way to randomize those teams so the perception can be that it's true chance, it's fair, and nobody has stacked the deck in favor of one side of the classroom. What we want to do is really nurture relationships among these kids that are helpful and gracious because we're all making disciples, right? So fostering collaboration over competition is a great way to do that. So the other main question I get from churches about Sparks is on the recommended progression through the various Sparks materials. We all know there's Hang Glider, Wing Runner, and then Skystormer, but we also know that your club structure and the child's grade when they start Sparks can determine which materials they should work in when. The Sparks curriculum is written for the kids to progress at their own pace, but a lot of churches have adapted it so that the kids pace together so that you're learning the same verses and discussing the same Bible truth with all the kids in your class at the same time. You can check out the link in the show notes for a sample calendar of that idea if you're interested in seeing what all together Sparks pacing looks like. Remember, there are some review sections in the Wing Runner and Skystormer books that come from previous books. So if you get new kids who join your club during a Wing Runner year or a Skystormer year, they wouldn't have had the benefit of working in that earlier book prior to joining your club. So just make a plan for how you're going to handle their book completion without having learned those verses that are in review. But if you are using the Awana curriculum as it was written for Sparks, then you know kids are able to do however many sections they want to do. But there is kind of an optimal order for going through the materials, especially when it comes to what you do after a kid finishes their handbook. So for kindergarten, of course, we have the hang glider handbook, and then they can do their book review, and then their frequent flyer extra credit cards. The book review can be done either in their handbook or in the first section of the frequent flyer extra credit cards. I generally will have kids do it in those frequent flyer cards just because they're so excited to start a new book. As a first grader who has been in your club already and finished their hang glider book, they would go to the next year in first grade into their wing runner handbook. And when that's done, they can decide if they would like to go back and do a hang glider review or their wing runner review and then do frequent flyer cards for either book. 
we just want to make sure that if a new first grader comes to your club, they complete their hang glider book first and then their wing runner handbook before jumping into any reviews or extra credit cards. They're such good content and solid Bible truth in the main handbooks that we definitely want to prioritize those for kids who start a little bit later. So handbooks first, then reviews, then frequent flyer. For your second graders, if they come in brand new, then their hang glider book, their wing runner book, and their sky stormer book can all be done in order. There are definitely kids who finish all three main handbooks in one year as a new second grader because they want to get that Sparky Award, and that's fine. But what we want not to do is have a kindergartner who finishes their handbook really quickly and then skips ahead into those later handbooks. If they finish them too quickly, they won't have material to work on during first grade and second grade. So don't work ahead, but it is okay for second graders to do as much of the curriculum as they want before heading to TNT. Now you all likely have kids who finish so early that you ask yourself, what do I do with them? If they finished their handbook and their review and their frequent flyer cards and it's February, what should we do with them? Extra credit really is up to the discretion of the church. So I'll just tell you what I did for my most motivated spark ever, little Robert, great kid. He blew through all of his materials so quickly that we actually gave him a Psalms project in Psalm 119. I printed the different stanzas, the 22 stanzas, each labeled with one letter of the Hebrew alphabet, and I printed those in order and put a little initial blank every other verse. So for every set of two verses, there was a place where he could get initials, and that was considered finishing one section for points and a wanna store bucks. But then at the end of each stanza was a full signature line. So if he could say the entire stanza, which is eight verses all at once, he would get a signature there and he would get extra credit as though he had said five more sections. So he was able to continue earning points for the various incentives that our club was using and learned some really beautiful truth from Psalm 119. Well, those are the most frequent questions that I get about Sparks. How do I use the handbooks? What do I do for extra credit? And what do I do about the fact that half these kids can't read? Hopefully you've gotten some ideas from this episode, but if you want to discuss your club in more detail with your local Awana missionary or what to do with a special case maybe in Sparks, please, please, please reach out. That is the favorite thing that Awana missionaries get to do. It's tailored problem solving for anyone serving in our churches. We love you guys, and we're so appreciative of all you do to invest in these littles, especially Sparks, and we just want to make sure you have everything you need to do that successfully. Thank you so much for joining us, and we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to the Awana Clubs podcast. The Awana Clubs podcast is a product of Awana Audio. All rights reserved. Your support and donations to the Awana ministry make it possible for us to partner with 62,000 churches in over 130 countries. Check out the show notes wherever you're listening for more details about what was discussed in this episode, as well as more information about today's host and their ministry. If you like this episode, you'll also like the Resilient Disciples podcast, where new episodes drop every Thursday. Our theme song is Jackpot by Made to Be from their album, You Know a Better Way. You also heard their song Throne from their album, Save Me From Myself. This podcast is executive produced by Tim Sandoval, mixed and edited by Marlon Washington, and content support is provided by me, Ross Cochran. Thank you for listening.
We'll talk to you next week.